Um, and welcome to Down the Alley. This is PMAC. And uh, special guest, we got Tyler. I don't even know his last name. Just uh, been DMing a little bit. I uh, sent him a few <clears throat> comments on his Twitter. Uh, Tyler, excited to have you on. Yeah, thanks, Austin, for having me. I know we've uh, exchanged a couple different comments and DMs, and, you know, I uh, wasn't looking to do a podcast, but, you know, once you sent me a couple comments, I was like, why not? Let's hop on. Yeah, let's hop on. Let's do it. So um, kind of a little bit of backstory as far as what I know, which is not much. Hopefully we can find out more today, but um, it kind of all started. I saw uh, a coach hired in, like, I don't, I don't know, what was it, like late February, and I was like, oh, that's weird to have like seasons already started. A, a coach was hired, but OK, like, you know, maybe something happened. I don't know. And then I saw a couple of um, a couple of tweets by you. And I was like, OK, this this is interesting. And then I saw one again. I think it was last night. So I sent you another comment and you're like, all right, let's do it. So uh, I'm fired up to kind of hear hear what went down. Yeah, so um, let me uh, let me give you a little background. Um, I played for Mark Penn at Florida Tech, um, and I was after his grad assistant coach. Um, and then I jumped over to the high school scene and became a head coach. So, um, you know, I stayed in the community, uh, stayed very close to the program, and, you know, uh, kind of was always getting the backflow information the whole time um, behind the scenes. So um i've definitely you know whatever i say tonight it's not to bash anyone or anything like that it's just saying the you know fact because to be honest some people did see that hiring change and thought you know coach must have done something wrong something must have went bad in the program and you know that's not the case at all yeah for sure that's that that was probably some of my initial initial thoughts and again just kind of a weird weird timing with everything unless it was like oh a startup program but no that that wasn't the case Right, right. And it's nothing against the new coach. The new coach came coming in, you know, I've heard he's a great guy, great lacrosse mind, um, kind of a legend in the NLL world. So uh, nothing on him, um, just things could have been handled differently. Um, it was just unprofessional and just kind of quirky. So um, why don't I dive into it? You know, I got uh, a little timeline in front of me just because there's so many different events that happened. Um, but let's rewind to the fall of 2021. Okay. Um, you know, th- Florida Tech was coming off of a new AD um, and uh, they, they hired a new guy in August, uh, brought in a guy that came from West Virginia named Jamie. Uh, he was a two, D2 guy um, and he came down here and, you know, um, came in, heard good things about him as far as, you know, his first couple meetings, preaching family, um, you know, looked like he was going to uh, give some support for the athletics as far as financially and try to get some of those programs some help that they needed um which ultimately you know you know it's, it's a good thing to hear that initially as a new ad coming in to your program right for sure yeah so um you know i i, I expected good things from jamie um you know i initially heard that um his kid he had a couple different kids um so i actually reached out to him and said you know i know you're new to the community why don't you you know come out uh, to my local lacrosse program, we have a bunch of the Florida Tech players uh, volunteering for us. Um, so why don't you come out and have your kids learn the sport? You know, he thought it was a great idea. Awesome. Um, yeah. So I whipped, 
whipped up some gear for him, you know, gave him my old college lid CPXR, you know, threw that in there, um, some elbow pads, gloves and a, and a stick and brought it out there for him and, um, you know, had fun and, you know, talked to Jamie a lot on the side as far as, you know, where he came from, um, how he liked the area, you know, all positive talks going forward for the next, you know, two weeks or so. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, one day, you know, he gave me the stick back and said, you know, his buddy sent him down, a sent him down a stick <clears throat> and, uh, you know, he didn't need it anymore. And I was like, you know, that's awesome. He goes, you know, it's a buddy of mine from up North. Um, and, uh, you know, he's a box guy and, you know, he sent it down and, you know, my kid loves it. And I was like, you know, that's awesome. You know, your kid's finding an interest in the sport. Um, he's getting his own stuff. Um, you know, great. So, yeah, you know, taking the first weeks steps. Went on. Yeah, yeah. So a couple weeks went on. Um, and then, you know, all of a sudden, you know, he reached out to me and said, you know, his kid was dropping out of the sport uh, just for a little bit. You know, his, his schedules were booked and whatnot. So, you know, I, you know, took that. All right. Well, you know, when you're ready to come back, you know, we're, we're, we're open um, arms for your son to come back in. Um, so, you know, once that happened, um, I didn't see it as a red flag initially. Um, but going back on it, you know, it's one of those, one of the many red flags I saw, uh, or I didn't see initially. Um, so let's talk about the day of the firing. So, um, I wake up, you know, I think this was mid December, two weeks before finals, uh, okay. a week, you know, left in the season for them as far as fall ball. So this um, is like three I months live with a couple of, this is like three, four months into later, essentially. Yep. Yep. Into fall ball. And, uh, you know, Jamie's been around the team and seeing what they're doing. Uh, let's a little rewind Mark Penn and, uh, his, his great assistant coaches. Uh, he's always built a coaching staff around volunteers, uh, which is speaks highly of him because if you can have six volunteers coming across and no paid assistance, um, you're doing something right. Uh, you're keeping those guys around. You're treating them well. Uh, you got something special going. So Mark was able to, you know, with the COVID uh, opportunities, he was able to uh, pick up like six Division One transfers uh, and a couple D3 All-Americans. So they had a solid team on roster, probably the best team on roster. Um, and, and Mark Penn's a man of faith, uh, you know, Christian man, family man. He has two sons on the team, one a senior, one a freshman. Um, and, uh, you know, I get, you get, get a text saying, you know, did you hear Mark Penn's been fired? Uh, so initially you're thinking, you know, what happened, you know, what, what could have gone wrong? You know, there's nothing in my, i never knew anything. So, sure. you know, we started asking around and some of the players, they got a text message, you know, long text message at 9.03 AM saying, you know, Mark Penn, your coach has resigned from Florida Tech like resigned you know you're not thinking that you know a guy like that all in would just resign right yeah um so definitely weird um you know there had more had to be more to it so as the hours developed um we were able to figure out that he didn't in fact resign he didn't and he uh he was given a resignation form across the across his desk but you know he refused to sign it because he didn't do anything wrong um at that time um the AD or the athletic department acknowledged that they uh, missent out text messaging informing the team that he resigned. Um, so they had to kind of correct their errors and say it's a, it was a fault in the system. 
your coach didn't resign. You know, he's been let go. Um, so that's kind of how his two sons had to figure out that their dad was let go. Um, and the team had to let go, uh, you know, figure out the assistant coaches didn't know. Uh, they were at a conference, the U S lacrosse conference up in Orlando at the time. Um, so Mark was the only one here. Um, and then you have 60 kids around campus, you know, what's going on, you know, no one in charge and in, in the vicinity, um, you know, you had a bunch of freshmen scared, stuff like that. You know, it's two weeks before finals, so they're supposed to be studying. Uh, they have different priorities. So it was an odd timing. Um, you know, we thought there was still more development. But, you know, there was one thing that kept coming across, and it was like, look, it's a culture change. And we didn't really know what that meant, per se. Okay. Um, so we just kind of kept asking why, you know. But uh, we weren't really getting answers. You know, there's meetings held with parents and players and, you know, uh, all the administrators just read off paper, right? We cannot speak upon this. You know, we're further looking for a new head coach. Uh, we're changing the culture. Um, so super odd, you know, um, as an athletic director, why do you make that decision when you're four weeks from your season um, and two weeks before finals? Um, so, you know, I just kind of sat back, you know, some of us, we put signs up, you know, keep coach pen, made some shirts, um, you know, there's only been a couple situations in lacrosse where a full team has rallied behind like a head coach or so. And when, when it does, it's pretty powerful. You know, people are, you know, word starts spreading, articles circling made, stuff like that. Uh, but it wasn't the push that they got or needed. And, you know, they decided to move on um, and look for a coach. Um, so they opened up a job posting right after that and started to do, uh, do some interviews. Um, from my understanding, there's some good interviews on that list. Uh, former D1 coaches, current D1 assistants, um, and they all backed out of the job, uh, meaning they pulled their name out without an offer, um, from my understanding. And, uh, you know, I think it was kind of they were un underselling the position um, as far as, you know, salary, uh, support, all that stuff I was hearing. So, you know, they had their guy ultimately lined up from the beginning okay. um and then you know they waited a couple of weeks and we heard that there was a canadian they were trying to they had interest in they're just waiting on his visas and the school lawyers had to do something with the visas and whatnot um so you know there's a lot of moving parts a lot of steps and a lot of time in between having a head coach um and you know a lot of confusion parents frustration stuff like that understandably um, so it was, it was very odd. Um, and then looking back at it, you know, you could piece together some of the parts and, you know, you have, uh, you have the stick. Well, whose stick was that? That was Brad's stick, the head coach that got hired back in mm. September. That was his stick, Brad MacArthur. He told me the name. So I kind of started thinking back and I'm like, well, this is your buddy, all that stuff starts getting added up. Uh, so, um, you know, it's, it was just, uh, very weird situation to say the least um and uh you know there's more stuff coming out every day you know um apparently you know he was now brought in to you know change the culture as far as shrink down the roster size from 60 back down to 40 uh keep a higher standard in the uh, classroom because we're a high-tech school um and then you know keep a higher standard off the field uh which was really never an issue around here with the kind of kids we have around in this program um, so 
that's a move. I think they're just kind of changing and shifting the program's direction. Um, but you know, it's, uh, it is what it is. So during the search, were all the assistant coaches let go too? Were you guys, were the assistants running the program? What was kind of the, the situation during that time? Yeah. So, so what happened was they named uh, the current assistant who's been there a while, alumni, um, head coaching responsibilities intern. Um, and this guy, you know, he's a young guy. He's a really great coach. Um, ultimately a lot of people were pushing for him to become the new head coach. Um, because he would know how to run the program the way we would like it. Um, but, you know, they didn't hire him. They didn't even interview him. Uh, they just had him do all the busy work as far as trying to keep the recruits, you know, keep the schedules, do all this stuff that, you know, a head coach should have done. And then at the end of it, when they were done and they found their guy or were able to get down here, you know, they, they swapped, swapped roles back into it. So he went back down to the system and, you know, the new coach came in. Um, and as far as games, I've been to a couple and, you know, there's a lot of talk as far as parents and how things are going. And, you know, this new coach, he's, he's learning, he's trying to learn from the, from the assistant coach. He does know a lot. Um, so it is kind of disappointing that he didn't get a shot or an opportunity, um, to at least interview for the position. So again, just another, um, just the administrative and how they handled the process could have done better. Um, I'm not saying it was the wrong pick, um, but there could have been a better process or, you know, even, even a better reasoning for this happening. How are the players and and even recruits kind of reacting to it? Um, you know, the players, um, have themselves, um, they believe and trust their assistant coaches, um, who stuck together during this time. So. Uh, you see a team that, you know, had some early struggles, uh, early lost to Rollins, early lost to Lorna Ryan. And if you watch that Tampa game, they look like the better team out there uh, for most of the game. Um, so you could see that they have talent and, you know, this adversity kind of affected them early on. Um, so the team's rallying. Um, you're, you're, it's built around some, some seniors, some transfers. So going forward, how will the program respond? You know, that's ultimately up to Brad and his recruiting and, you know, going forward, how he's going to fix this damaged reputation. Um, but, you know, as far as recruits, um, I'm not sure, you know, I, I'm sure some of them are going to second think their decision, but, you know, ultimately none of us alum want them to, um, but, you know, you have to do what's best for yourself and then the day um, and know where you feel most comfortable at in the program. Yeah, hopefully the boys just kind of, you know, use this as motivation, chips on their shoulder, however you want to kind of put it and, and, and get a good rally here um, the rest of the season because uh, crappy situation they were put in, tough situation. But I, I think the most interesting part of it is the assistants all stayed on. Um, and I, I'm sure that has to speak to the culture of the school, culture of the program overall and the history behind it. Right. Um, yeah, you do. You have, um, well, you know, you have a solid group of coaches that are, have a deep friendship and, you know, um, out of the four assistants, three of them are volunteers and have other engineering jobs around the area. So this isn't their full-time gig. Um, so ultimately when that new, the new assistant became head coach or interim, 
um, you know, there was a rally behind him because of how good of a young coach he is. Um, there was a rally behind him to, you know, kind of keep the team moving forward and push him forward. So it does speak to the fact on how the program was built. You're right. Um, but as far as the school, um, you got to go back on history now and kind of look back on what they've done in the last five years. Uh, you have a school, you know, since I've come in here in 2016, uh, they've dropped their football team during COVID about a couple months before the season started. Um, uproar of the school, you know, um, and then they dropped their golf team and then they let them play their season and they win the national championship, the division two national championship. And they don't decide to reinstate them. They just drop them. So you have hmm. all those girls transfer division one. So you have this continued pattern of no support within the athletic programs. Um, and ultimately, you know, people want to maybe point the blame on the situation at the athletic director, but you know, he might be the ax man, you know, they might be going up higher as far as an administrative standpoint into the, into the schools. Um, but you know, everyone has their theories down here. Um, but you know, there's, there's some solid facts and you know, what went down here, um, wasn't ultimately right, but it could be fixed. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, I won't take up, you know, any more of your time. Uh, I think this is, um, super interesting. Um, and you know, again, like I said earlier, hopefully the boys rally here and, and they have a good, you know, rest of the season and hopefully go on a run. Um, you know, despite the situation. Of course, I agree. Awesome. Well, Tyler, thanks for coming down the alley. Would love to have you on another time to talk about more positive things and, uh, you know, get to know you more and, and what you have going on. Sounds like you're coaching youth and things. Yeah, of course. Yeah, no, I'd love to dive in on what we're doing down here in uh, Central Florida and, you know, how we're growing the game and continuing to, you know, put sticks in kids' hands. With ultimately, it's all about, you know, getting that positive, positive medicine, what we ultimately all love. Love it. Love it. Let's stay connected. We'd love to get my whole crew on, have you on again and, um, and, and hear more about it. Awesome. Thank you, Austin, for your time tonight. Yeah, you too. You as well. Have a good rest of your night. All right. Bye.